Hello and welcome to Finances Made Friendly. You're listening to the podcast from Glasgow Credit Union, designed to help you get the most out of your finances. I'm your host, Heather Sutty, and I'm delighted Tommy Gallagher from Don't Fret About Debt, one of Scotland's leading companies for free debt advice, is joining us on today's show. Money and debt is something that we don't often talk about, but there is support available and we want you to know that you are not alone. We'll be discussing what you can do if you are struggling with debt, the support that's available and some helpful tips. We'll also hear more in Fuss Free Finances with Fergus Muirhead and TV commentator and Times Scotland journalist Carla Jenkins shares her best ever investment. And remember, if you are struggling with debt, please don't suffer in silence. You can visit the Financial Wellbeing Hub on our website to find relevant links to charities and organisations that can provide you with free and most importantly, impartial advice. First up, let's meet Tommy. Before we dive in, would you mind giving us a brief introduction of what your role is at Don't Fret About Debt and why the company exists? So I'm the manager of the debt advice team, Don't Fret About Debt. Um, we It's personal debt advice that we offer. So what we do is we speak to clients that contact us looking for help to deal with their um, existing debts. We will look at their circumstances and decide, not decide, look at what the best option would be, how we can help or, or how they can kind of help themselves get that debt under control and get that get that sorted. We exist purely because problem debt has been around since way before I've worked in the sector and continues to, to, to be there. Um, so we're there to offer that that support to anyone who, who needs it, really. When we talk about debt, are there specific levels before that people have to reach before they would contact Don't Fret About Debt? Well, it, it would generally, it's if anyone is suffering from problem debt, now, problem debt, different ways of looking at problem debt. The most obvious way would be problem debt is uh, rent arrears, mortgage arrears, council, the, the, the critical stuff, you know, falling behind on your on your major things. Or people would look at problem debt to say uh, missed payments or late payments on things like credit cards and loans. However, problem debt, I, I would class problem debt as anyone who's using credit to supplement income. See if you are if you are if you're using credit cards to just to put fuel in the car, or potentially, you know, if you're using the credit card just to buy shopping, things like that, then that's that's a potential problem debt. You know, there's, there's, there's something not right there with a kind of balance. Um, so that's when you would typically, I, I would recommend that that's when you look at getting some sort of advice or chatting to somebody about it, even just for just just for the peace of mind to say actually things are all right. You're just mm-hmm. having a bad month. You know, that's not a problem debt, but just get somebody to kind of look at that. So. Um, so yeah, it could be anything. Uh, generally, obviously, the critical things of it is council tax or rent. If you're struggling with those things, then absolutely speak to somebody immediately. <laughs> that's that you need to get that that kind of sorted. But no, there's no real. That, that's the thing with debt. It affects. It's so broad and it affects anything um, that, that there is no real key, you know, debt type. If that makes sense. In terms of the process of contacting, don't fret about debt. Can you talk us through how that works? So we the, the, well the initial initial way to contact is just is just put a request through our website just somebody somebody to call. I know in this day and age people are kind of reluctant to perhaps speak on the phone. Everything's done. Uh, probably all the credit that you've got, even your mortgage. Potentially you've got a mortgage that you've never met anybody, you've never met anybody from the bank that you currently you know borrowed the money from. So people are maybe reluctant to to kind of speak on the phone. But that's the most important thing for anyone getting debt advice. The most important thing is 
is arranging some sort of phone call. It doesn't have to be face-to-face. It, well, obviously a phone call wouldn't be some sort of one-to-one appointment because everybody's circumstances are so unique that there is no there's no drop-down menu you could select that will give you a that will give you a bespoke enough solution to, to, to sort your debts because it, it, you wouldn't know you know it, you need to you need to factor in where somebody is in their life to to give the best advice you know are they are they planning to get married in the next couple of years have they just got married is there maybe kids coming are they just about to be promoted have they just qualified and they're potentially going to get an increased income so so to get the right debt solution the most important thing is, is almost forget the debts the most important thing is that first 20 minutes of finding out where the person is in their life what it is that's you know obviously the debt needs to be dealt with but where are you what, what is it that's happening? What has happened to get you to this stage and what is going to happen? And can I get it from there? So so request through the website, they would come to us, then we would just look at their circumstances and then look at the debts and then say, right, based on your circumstances, this is the solution I would recommend to get this sorted for you, essentially. And in terms of honesty, I suppose it's crucial that you're brutally honest with yourself and with your advisors that don't fret about it. That's it, yeah. And, and you know, I had to kind of excuse. Yesterday I was on the phone to somebody and I had to kind of excuse that I was maybe asking, not that I'm going in asking hundreds of personal questions, but it is, the more information I know, tell me everything. And, and people, to be honest, once because quite often when people speak to me, I'm the first person they've said these things out loud to. People are, are stressing about it at night. They're on their phones, they're Googling how to how to get out of things. They've maybe juggled debts around a bit before they've got that advice. So I'm, I'm usually the first person that they've actually let this out to and it will all come out 100 miles an hour. I'll get the full story. This happened, this started back and, you know, I got divorced 10 years ago and all these things. And it it is all relevant to a certain extent because I, cause it is worthwhile building a picture of the, of the person. So, yeah, be brutally honest. What I would say is, to people is don't beat themselves up about. That's quite often is when the first conversation we have is, is people can almost apologise. No, I know I shouldn't have got myself into this position. I should know better than this. But, that, you know, things happen in life. You can't, you know, nobody's got a crystal ball. You can't predict that these things were going to happen to you or it costs were going to go up or there was going to be a pandemic or all these other things, you know. So, um, so yeah, the, the more the more honest anybody is with, with where they are, the easier it is to... To, to get it sorted really yeah. and I think acceptance of it being a problem is the first step isn't it and obviously you know if you're struggling with debt your mental health can take a pounding yeah well that's the, that's the big thing it, it, it does affect mental health because you know any of the sort of triggers for mental health is is a it's feeling that you're not it's something that's out with your control and finances are a big thing that people feel out of control because you can't you, you know obviously you could maybe try and get a second job or you could tr- cut back on certain things. Um, but it's the feeling of if you've only got, if you've got a set income coming in every month and you have these set outgoings, there's not a lot you can really do in that. You know, go to Aldi, fair enough. You can cut back on a couple of bits and bobs, cancel a couple of subscriptions that you're not really using anymore, a gym membership that you've took out that <laughs> two months ago that's, that's not working. <laughs> but again, there's a finite amount there. You can't really cut your mortgage. You can't cut, Cut your council tax. You know your utilities. We're all, you know, powerless on that at the moment, unfortunately. So, so yeah, it does affect the mental health because you think, well, what can I do now? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the thing you can control: debts, payments to debts, unsecured debts are the things you can control. So, in that, and it's 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 getting that into your head that actually, you know, admitting right, I need to get this sorted and get somebody to sort it for you. 
will help massively, yeah. Other supermarkets are available. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to point out Home Bargains is my favourite shop oh, yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of the cost of living crisis that we're all experiencing at the moment, how has that impacted the level of service that you're able to provide? It's, it's um, yeah, it's difficult. It's, it's getting a bit easier now. It was difficult, almost the same as what it was. And I don't want to keep mentioning the pandemic because I appreciate what everybody's kind of sick of that and we're kind of pretending it didn't happen now. Uh, inflation is starting to taper off a wee bit, but the last year was really hard from an advice point of view because it was, because you couldn't really, if I'm trying to put somebody, not put somebody, if I'm trying to recommend a solution to somebody to say, right, this will get your debt sorted in four years. I can sort of predict what their budget is, but when it's when you when you don't know what utility bills, when people had mortgages that they were that were due for renewal, you, you didn't know what because the, the mortgage rate kept changing month to month. It was like, well, it's not going to be five percent, six percent. So from an advice point of view, it's quite difficult to to nail anybody down on their basic costs. Let alone you know you could take their credit cards and say, right, all this you've got seventeen thousand pound worth of debt over credit cards and loans. I can get that down to a manageable payment, but it's all the other stuff that, that it was hard to advise on. So. Now, as it's kind of tapering off, it's still still quite bad, obviously, but it's 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 now it's a, it's a bit easier. We kind of know where we are now. I think everybody knows sort of where they're at. I know there's a lot of people that are still striking to get their, their income sorted, but kind of people know roughly where their sort of deficit is in their budget. So it's easier now, I guess, to, to advise it. But what we are seeing, the biggest changes, we're, we're seeing a, an influx of people who have just been tipped into problem debt because of that, because of the cost of living. You know, they, they weren't your traditional debt advice clients before, you know, kind of good incomes and homeowners and stuff like that. But because they've got kids and, and whatnot, that's, it's just, everything adds up. You know, school uniforms are more expensive, shopping's more expensive, utilities and stuff like that. So that's where we're actually seeing a, a, an increase in, in, in requests for help, you know, for that reason. What are the types of solutions that are available to people who are struggling with debt? The three main solutions are um, a trusted sequestration, which is the Scottish term for bankruptcy, and a debt arrangement scheme. So trustees and bankruptcy are forms of insolvency. So that's when you are, you know, you have more debt than the income and assets. Um, you can't really realistically repay that debt in a reasonable timescale. Therefore, you're looking at a, a solution that's declaring yourself insolvent, essentially, um, which will write off an element of it. But it's not always suitable if you potentially have assets. You know, if you're a homeowner or you have you own a car outright, or there's a great granny that's about to leave you a fortune or a will and stuff like that, then that, that might not be suitable. So that's when you would look at a debt arrangement scheme, which is which is a, a formal solution in Scotland. Debt management is available all across the UK, but that's a kind of informal agreement you've got with your creditors. Creditors are quite amenable to it, but in Scotland, we've got a the debt arrangement scheme is the best thing we've got in Scotland because it is it's a it's a government approved it's it, it, it's formal it freezes interest and charges it stops creditors being able to take any action against you and essentially all you're doing is consolidating that debt down to something that's more manageable you're paying all of it off so the length of time it takes just depends on how much you can pay towards it but it just puts you more in control of it for someone who's really struggling with debt what are some immediate actions that they can do after listening to this podcast Again, what I would always bang on about, and it might be the answer to everything, is, is, is speak to somebody. I would say, is speak to, do not Google it. Do not search for, for things like that because you're going to get, you're just going to get the wrong results pretty much. Um, as much as there are blogs out there and, and it might take you to our website and blogs that I've written and stuff like that, it's better to speak to somebody. And I get that's difficult. So speak to someone in the first instance, then what else, Tommy? Write down your outgoings and look at the one thing that's causing you the most problems. See if it's the, if you've got, 
prioritise rent, council tax, utilities, um, mortgage payments. But if there's one loan, if you've got a big debt that's causing you issues, focus on that. Even phone the bank and tell them that. There's no harm in saying that too. They, at the end of the day, banks or lenders are there to work with you. They, they have a duty of care. You know, they, they have... Don't beat yourself up to say, well, it was my fault for taking that loan out in the first place. At the end of the day, they done all their underwriting checks at the time. They lent you that money based on your circumstances at the time. And it may be those circumstances have changed. And that's all you need to do is let them know. That's £267 payment that's coming out. I don't know why I'm so specific there. Um, <laughs> it's maybe one of my dates. Um, but, you know, phone them up and say, listen, I've got this direct debit coming out at the end of the month. I am having, I'm struggling financially. I'm not going to be able to make that payment. They do have a duty of care to say, right, that's fine. They will probably ask you, are you getting advice on this? Because quite often, some banks now have in-house teams that will work with you to do a budget and stuff like that. Um, but that's the one thing. If there's one thing that's coming, if you know there's a there's a direct debit coming at the end of the month that's going to cause you issues, focus on that one. Don't don't skip your council tax to pay that mm-hmm. that debt, or don't not buy the kids lunches or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the just just prioritize that first. Get that under control, and then you'll probably be told by that bank. Now go and get help. And what about credit cards? You know, that's that's a biggie, isn't it? Credit cards are the most difficult. That and overdrafts. Credit because loans you can kind of you you have an end date to a loan, so you can kind of suck it up to a certain extent. You could say, right, you know, I've got another twenty four months to go on this. There's there's light at the end of that tunnel to a certain extent, or you, or you could potentially get another loan further down the line, you know, and 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 move that again, and you at least you know it's a fixed cost. Credit cards, quite often when I speak to somebody who's got a credit card debt, let's say it's like a £6,000 credit card and it's at its limit, it's very real that person can turn around and point to anything and say, that's where my £6,000 went. Because mm-hmm. it's just, either it's been around for so long that you've just been paying the minimum payment, it's interest and charges, it's just sat at that, that line. It might have been a holiday from my ex-boyfriend from 20 years ago or something <laughs> like that. Um, How do you know about that? <laughs> um, it was on your Bebo albums. Um <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, but so, but if you, you're treading water with it, mm-hmm. it's very hard to see the end date on on a credit card. Um, and that, that's and if, if if somebody's contacted me and they've got three or four credit cards, that's definitely a problem. That's something that needs to be consolidated one way or whether it's through existing loans or whether it's through some sort of debt consolidation plan or or insolvency and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But they are yes, credit cards. Obviously, good. There is good reasons for having credit cards for that security. If you are booking a holiday or mm-hmm. something like that, if anything goes wrong with it, you've got that. So they are essential to a certain extent but if it's at its limit and you're making minimum payments that yeah that's a red flag that's something that needs to get addressed quite quickly because it's just never going to go away so would you recommend cutting up the credit card and removing the app from your wallet if you use it you know like apple pay or google pay yeah yeah if if that's possible yeah because once it gets this limit you're never going to use it you're never going to be able to use it again. You'd you be as well yeah because because what what generally happens and that's the problem people get into that cycle of they pay all their unsecured debts first at the start of the month, and then they try and see out. But if you if if your payments to let's say three credit cards are four hundred pounds, you've started that month four hundred pound down essentially, and you've been using those credit cards. So okay, you've you've brought the limit down in the credit card a wee bit. That's gone back on again. Does mm-hmm. the next as soon as your car gets the empty fuel light on, you're probably just going. Oh, I know I've got thirty quid in my. I was going to name an actual credit card there. Whatever. <laughs> another bank um, I'll just put that back on and it just never gets anywhere and you're all kind of banking on a I don't know a, a month a quiet month where mm-hmm. you'll probably get on top of things but probably what's more likely to happen is there'll be a busy month where that it'll be worse and you won't have that credit card to fall back on you know there'll be some innocuous wedding invitation or something like that and that's 
you know, if you get invited to a wedding, that's a new outfit, that's a barbell, that's a present, all the other stuff, taxis. Yeah. If you're already on a tight budget and somebody's just flung 200, 300 pound night out into that, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's when it becomes an issue. So. And I think also it becomes really stressful when you know that you've got a certain amount of debt and there's a curveball like a wedding or yeah. a holiday or, you know, a big birthday celebration and you just don't have the cash. And I think the temptation is to put it on a credit card or, you know, apply for a loan. Yeah, it is contingency. So quite often um, if I speak to somebody and they say, actually, I've already worked out my finances. I've already done it a spreadsheet. Brilliant. Happy days for me. Send that to me and I can look at it. But they, what they'll have done is they'll have written the bare bones of of a a month in the life of 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 them. It will be there's my income, there's my essentials, there's my credit cards and stuff like that. And they'll be like maybe food. That's it. So where's haircuts? Where's clothes? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I don't buy clothes every month. No, you don't. But if you need a new jacket, a new jacket's you know a hundred pound or something. If you're wanting to get mm-hmm. a proper, you know, if you want a pair of boots or the kids need something, where's Christmas? Where's mm-hmm. birthdays? Mm-hmm. Where's any sort of mm-hmm. Hobbies, I don't really have any hobbies. I know, but do you go out? Like, do you go anywhere? Any yeah. any sort of, you know, even if it's not, even if you don't drink, if you don't go to a pub, just go out for a coffee with a friend. These yeah. things aren't in the budget. Yeah. So when they when they come and they say, I don't know how I'm struggling because it looks like I've got money, yeah, but you've not, there's no life in this budget. Yeah. It's just, you know. Yeah. It's so easy, though, to to get your finances into a muddle and, and not do forward financial planning. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm terrible. For, you know, I, I've got friends who've got spreadsheets and they know exactly what's coming in and what's going out. That's, um, that's me. That's, oh, is that you? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> can yeah. you can you be my friend? <laughs> it's funny when I um, it was, my wife and I when we first started going out, and I can't remember we were going out. We were on Turkey Hill Street one time, and uh, we were going to get such. You know, we'll just jump in here and get something. Why don't we just get something to eat? And it was like a, a couple of days for payday. And I was like, I'm not sure we can afford. It. And she goes, No, no, it's alright. I checked my spreadsheet and I've got like fifty pound left. And I thought, brilliant. <laughs> She's a spreadsheet girl, and I was like, "There's my spreadsheet. I've got my fifty pounds." So oh I was my like, goodness! That's right. Let's just get together. So, because uh, yeah, listen, I don't. I realise that that's a bit geeky. Not everybody sits. I have a, you know, it's got a counter. If I opened it just now, it would tell me. I think I'm seven days away from payday. It would divide my current bank balance by seven, so I know what my daily limit is. That's really, really sad. That's a sad way of living. And I don't recommend that to everybody. Anybody. <laughs> I'm getting a real sense that you absolutely have empathy and understand what it's like to be in that situation. Have you ever personally been yes, in debt? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, even actually when I when I started working in, in insolvency um about twenty ten, so I would just just at the tail end of my twenties. And I and I understand, listen, in, in my when I was in my twenties, I was up to my wills in debt for no there was no real reason. It was purely just because it was FOMO, the idea of not mm-hmm. going out, the idea of having a quiet month. Mm-hmm. I had nothing to do. This is before I had kids in a house. I was still staying with my mum and dad. You think, well, I, you know, if, if it was a week before payday and all my mates were all going out somewhere, we're all going into Kamarnock or something like that, we're all going out and I out. It, it would never cross my mind to say, I can't, mm-hmm. I'm skint. So that's that, and that's when payday loans, that was the rise of payday loans was around about then, after mm-hmm. the credit crunch, when the banks sort of stopped lending, payday loans came up. So, I, yeah, I got myself in it quite a, quite a, a a fankle with payday loans. Um, so I've been there, you know, I've I've, mm-hmm. I've been up to my walls in, in credit card debt and things like that and, and thankfully kind of got rid of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I know the, the misery of, of that. Or, or I've been there too. When I was a teenager, um, I had a thing with a Next catalogue. 
<laughs> catalogues were the thing when I was a teenager. But obviously now it's so much easier for people to instantly buy stuff on social media. You know, if you're on Instagram or Facebook, you can buy immediately. So do you think, you know, people are getting more into debt now because shopping is so easy and people are mindlessly spending? The buy now, pay later things are a big thing now. So I was the same. It was a, it was a, a buttons card. I remember getting into a mess with that because, again, when you're 23 or something like that, and, and it was like, do you want this buttons card that's got this limit on it? I remember one time getting a buttons on uh, Argyle Street and actually just buying everything the mannequin was wearing. It was a mannequin <laughs> wearing it. And I was like, that looks good. I'll buy everything because I'm, you know, um, got me big money here with my gold buttons card or whatever. Um, I think I think it got you into a tea room at the top of Debenhams if you had a gold buttons right. card. Anyway, again, other... <laughs> It's not not available anymore, but um, so you get carried away with it because you'll see that now, and it's kind of a laugh. Like if you're buying anything now, even if you're buying like a whatever, I don't know, a ten pound. I was going to say a ten pound hairband for your daughter. I don't know if hairbands cost a day, but let's say I'm buying my daughter some whatever she needs for school, and you're buying something that's a tenner. It'll say you could pay this over six months with Klarna or, or whatever or some other buy now pay later company. And it's like for £1.67 a month or something. You're like, who would do that? But obviously it's just, it's it's against all, any purchase you you you, you go through the checkout, it will say, why not spread this over? Why not spread this over? And that is, and it's, listen, it's obviously handy for all of you. We're all struggling just now. I get that there's, I'm not judging anyone for using that, but that's how easy it would be to get into that. Earlier on, you mentioned the word consolidation. What is a, what, what is consolidation? So just, um, so, uh, essentially getting all your debts down into one manageable, whether it's a consolidation loan to just lump all your debts together or whether it's a you know an arrangement to to put them all together so that there's only one payment going out. Because the difficulty is once when debt becomes really problematic is when there's you know upwards of four or five different companies involved. Tell us about some of the big success stories that you've had because I think if if I had met someone like you who could have helped me with my debt issues, I probably would have showered you with gifts and praise <laughs> well, well I, do you know there's there's um was one of the kind of case studies we've had on the website for years and it is a real person it's a guy one of the first people i spoke to when i joined don't forget about debt was a guy who was um working as a porter uh two kids wife two kids wife was his youngest kid was still um kind of an infant so not at school or anything so his wife had stopped work to, to full-time mm-hmm. care of the kids so he was out doing that at the hospital, um, but he just had all sorts of debt. Just because he was this, the main earner, he had all these debts. Mm-hmm. So he took a, an additional job um, doing sort of porter work at, at care homes and stuff. So he was doing that in the hospital, mm-hmm. then going to work in care homes. Mm-hmm. So he was working two jobs. He wasn't seeing his kids, so he was stressed out that he wasn't being able to spend mm-hmm. as much time with his kids. He was getting in the neck for his wife because mm-hmm. his wife was saying, well, A, you're not home, mm-hmm. and B, where's the money? Like, how yeah. are we skint? And it was just as simple as saying, I mean, it was the debt itself wasn't too high, but the, mm-hmm. because it was spread out over these, you know, if you've got, I think the average unsecured debt in the UK is, is about 16,000, or something mm-hmm. like that, roughly. Don't quote me on that, but I'm sure it's about that. That's maybe made up of two loans and a credit card. Mm-hmm. Your monthly payments could be about seven, eight hundred pounds a month on that. Seventeen thousand, sixteen thousand might not sound a lot, if you, you know, and that's easy enough. You could you could repay that in like half of that, even less than that, and mm-hmm. through some like sort of debt arrangement scheme or something. We got him right down. We just said, look, here's what you can actually afford. Mm-hmm. Arrange with his creditor to say he's going to pay whatever it was like a third of what he was currently paying. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. He could cancel the second job. He had mm-hmm. the money, in the, you know, so he was getting the money from his, his job that he was getting. He could go home, spend his time with the kids and get rid of the same job. And the great thing is what you've managed to do as well as sort out his finances is give 
this person a better living experience because no one wants to be on that hamster wheel of constantly working and worrying and you know just on that wheel and not being able to jump off I've always said that because quite often people want to particularly when it's things like the debt arrangement scheme they want to put more money into I would say to them look this is what you can afford oh can I not just pay let's say it's 300 pound can I not just pay 500 pound pay it off why don't we just pay 300 pound and if you feel I say give it a year why don't you live a year like this? And if you feel that you are flush, you've got £200. If you're getting to the day before payday and you've got £200 in your bank, by all means, phone me up and say, Tommy, I want to pay more money. They never do. Who's got £200 in the day <laughs> You find other ways to do that. But I, I always say that I want you to be in a better position. I, I want you three or four months now to say, I'm glad I did that. You know, I'm better. Okay, your credit rating is going to take a hit, you know, to, to deal with that. You are, there is implications for, for um, debt solutions. But personally, you should be in a better position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want you to be able to say, actually, yes, that was a good thing I'd done. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to, it's going to take me a bit of time to, to repair my credit file, but I've got a better quality of life, you know, than I did. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's all that we were all owed that, you know, mm-hmm. not owed that, but we all should have that. If you're working hard enough, you know. Tell us again how long you've been at Don't Fret About Debt. Uh, seven years this year. So seven years I've been Don't Fret About Debt. Um, yeah, I was stitching stitch out before that. I worked in private insolvency firms before that. So I have well, 13 years or something I've worked in sort of debt advice. It's always always personal insolvency I've worked in. So, yeah, so since the last credit crisis to now, mm. pretty much. So yeah. Spanning that. What, I get a real sense that you love your job. Like, if I was to be phoning an organisation like Don't Fret About Debt, I would love to speak to you because you totally get it and you're so knowledgeable. So what, what do you enjoy the most? Uh, just speaking to people, I, I just speaking to people at the start is getting has been that first voice because, like I say, I, I and it took me a long time. I was uh, so I was just coming up to my thirties. I had, I didn't really know what I was doing career wise. I was just sort of bumming around sort of office jobs. But debt advice was the one thing that I realised. Actually, I'm quite good at that. I'm terrible at admin and things like that. I'm not as much as working in offices. My admin is, is atrocious. But I'm good on the phone. I'm good at speaking to people, and I understand debt advice. And I understand the personal side of, mm-hmm. of things, what people are going through. Mm-hmm. And I, I just you can tell the difference between somebody who's crying because it's just a un, unleashing emotion, or crying because actually there's something you know there's, there's a problem there and can identify it. So it's the first phone call I love and that's it you know I'm the manager of the, the debt advice team just now but I'm still on the phones I would, that would be the, the worst thing I could think is if it got to a point where I was stuck in meetings and doing mm-hmm. back to work interviews with staff and all that because I'm not interested in that you know as much as I love the guys that are working for the team I'd rather always <laughs> want to be on the phones I'd like to be the person that's you know I always say that like you know my, my DMs on Twitter are always open I'm, I'm quite keen to to be the person that says it fixes it for somebody because I know what I'm doing yeah, you know yeah. I, I know how to do it so. See, that's I really think that's amazing. I tip my hat to you. Um, before we wrap up, final question. If you could give three pieces of advice, I know what you're going to say, to someone <laughs> who is struggling, what would it be? Don't worry about it. Get advice. Then, I don't know, still don't worry about it. Let me worry about it. That should be the third one. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Tommy. Um, we also have a financial wellbeing hub on the Glasgow Credit Union website with links to Don't Fret About Debt as well. And I just wanted to say a final thank you for all of the work that you do with your colleagues, Tommy. Um, I'm sure our listeners find that really interesting and informative and super helpful. And if any of our listeners would like to ask us any questions about anything that we've discussed on today's show, then please do contact us via our website. Fergus, what have you got for us today? Hello and welcome to another edition of First Free Finances with Fergus. 
As ever, I'm asking, how well do you understand financial jargon? As according to recent research, almost half of us have had money issues due to misunderstanding commonly used terms. Today's term is one that a massive 72% of people surveyed didn't understand, and it's priority debts. Now, it's likely that most people have some form of arrangement or credit product that could be classed as a priority debt, but what are they? Well, essentially, it's what it sounds like. It's a debt that should take priority when it comes to repayment because they can cause you serious problems if they're not paid. They include rent or mortgage payments, because if you don't pay your rent or your mortgage, your landlord, your bank or your building society or credit union might evict you from the house that you're living in. It's a lengthy process involved, to be fair, before they can do that. They'll need to go to court and get a possession order. But if you don't keep your mortgage or rent payments up to date, you could lose your home. Energy bills tend to be priority debts as well. Your gas, electricity or water. Because if you don't keep up to date with these bills, then you could lose your energy supply completely. Phone or internet bills, they're priority debts as well because your supplier can cut off your phone or internet if you don't pay. Likewise, council tax payments, that's a priority debt because your local council might take you to the magistrate's court if you don't pay. Similar with a TV license as you could be fined by the magistrate's court if you watch TV without a license. Court fines, unpaid tax credits, they're priority debts because you can be sent to prison if you've got the money but choose not to pay. You won't go to prison if you show that you can't pay. Overpaid tax credits are a priority debt because if you don't pay, HMRC can take the money from your wages, benefits or tax credits, or use bailiffs to take your property. And lastly, for the moment, unpaid debts like tax because HMRC, uh, HMRC, Her Majesty's Revenue or His Majesty's Revenue and Customs Now can take the money from your wages or use bailiffs to take your property. If you're struggling with any of these priority debts, make sure that you reach out for advice and support as soon as possible. And just because I've said that some debts are priority debts, that doesn't mean, and I'm not suggesting for a minute, that the other debts that you've got are not important and that you should get into the habit of not making repayments to non-priority debts. The important point with what I've said about prioritising debt is that you need to make sure you're not exposing yourself to action from lenders or companies that could cause you to lose your house or your heating or other things that you need. Back to you, Heather. And next, let's hear from Carla Jenkins. My best and most recent investment has been my hair extensions. I had wanted to grow my hair for years and I was going through the slow, arduous process until I went through a breakup and had the classic breakup haircut moment, except I wanted to go the other way. I saved the money knowing that I'd have to put more away monthly for their maintenance, um, scrimping little bits here and there, uh, keeping birthday presents and things and taking the leap for the rest. They've given me a new sense of confidence when I look in the mirror. They've made me feel like I was taking control of the inevitable things in life, like how quickly your hair can grow. And they've made me feel like a better version of myself again. I researched so many stylists and different types and I ended up going to a fabulous hairdresser local to Glasgow because I knew that I wanted to support a young, independent female businesswoman like my hairdresser Jade. The whole process has left me feeling more beautiful and more empowered and in control than ever. Follow and subscribe to the Finances Made Friendly podcast from Glasgow Credit Union today to make sure you never miss an episode. Thanks for joining me, Heather Sutty, on this week's episode. 
Please note that the information discussed in this podcast is general in nature and shouldn't be construed as financial advice.